Hello, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Chat with Camille. Today, the topic is what is ectogenesis, and where are babies being gen- and are babies being genetically engineered? Well, that's the excuse me. That's the question. Correct. Are our babies being genetically engineered? Well, first we need to know what is ectogenesis. And according to an article I just read, actually, um, I believe it was in Elle magazine. I'll find it. I'll pull it up in a bit. But what is is ectogenesis? Are babies being genetically engineered? Early this year, Chinese scientists reportedly created an artificial womb for fetuses to grow safely outside of a human body in a robotic nanny that can monitor and take care of embryos. Different scientists are working on capturing different stages of pregnancy outside the uterus. According to the World Health Organization, around 300,000 women die from pregnancy complications. Ectolife is also um, ectogenesis, that's another term, is ectolife. It's designed to alleviate human suffering and reduce the chances of C-sections. And this was written by, his name is Al Jali, spelled G-H. A-I-L-I. Instead of a mother pushing painfully with her body, couples are asked to push a button that births their incubated child. The project is also designed for women who have had their uterus removed following health issues like cancer. Okay, so that's just a little bit about it. I'm going to continue to read on. Um, This article is taken from, one moment, let me find it. Yeah, this this article, I think it's taken from, I had the name of it. Yeah, Design Boom. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit from Design Boom. And let me give you the date as well. I was trying to get the most recent articles I could find. I believe it was uh, just yesterday this was published. Um, But you're more than welcome to look it up. The name of the um, magazine is designboom.com, and it's under technology, Hashim Agali, Ectolife, the the world's first artificial womb facility. And when I saw this, I was like, whoa, this is like kind of almost scary. Um, and it's it feels like a direct threat to human life um, as we've known it, correct? So it's a little bit much, I think. But this is what scientists have, have decided to put their energy into. And... Um, let me read on about the uh, new way to have children here. 
in the very near future, by the way. Moreover, ectolife can be deployed in countries with severe declines in population growth, a phenomenon that is considered by many as a threat to civilization. Nations like South Korea. Hello, South Korea. Somebody out there listens to me. Hello. (laughs) But nations like South Korea, Bulgaria, and Japan. Hello, Japan. They listen to me as well. With severely low birth rates are considered ideal grounds to launch the initiative. That said, while the video does paint an ambitious and utopian picture, viewers cannot help but to catch the slightly chilling undertones creeping to every frame, leaving them to ponder the implications of such an idea, right? Now, I think it's just being a mother and all, it's, gosh, I mean, there is extraordinary suffering for women during childbirth, like I had, I had a horrible, um, very difficult time. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know how I would feel if something was wrong with me um, and I wasn't able to have children, you know. And so I think it's a pretty interesting answer, and um, it's still mind blowing, but. Especially when you see the pictures. I did actually post pictures of the labs that they use or the, looks almost like a manufacturing facility. And then you can just see like these babies in incubators. And it, it kind of even reminds me, I don't know if you had the opportunity to watch um, uh, the, the, the old movie. It's old now called Alien. And uh, you saw all those eggs being um, left by the the queen alien, and this kind of gives me that vibe. And I don't I don't know why, right? Like it's just so odd. But anything is odd that's new, oftentimes, right? Like for me, having a new baby in my hand was like, wow, what is what's going on here? You know, every time I saw babies. Um, Childbirth and all that. It was in books and television and TV. You know, never believe what you see on there too much because they're just uh, giving oftentimes an idea of what is, not what actually is. So, um, moving on. Uh, moreover, to ensure and support healthy growth. Babies are steadily and sustainably maintained by two central bioreactors. The first bioreactor pumps nutrients, vital hormones, antibodies, growth factors, oxygen, and an amniotic-like liquid solution through an artificial umbilical cord. Additionally, thanks to an an AI-controlled system, each baby receives custom nutrients tailored to their needs. Meanwhile, the second bioreactor takes in and recycles the baby's waste products released via the artificial umbilical cord. Okay, now we're going to move on. Um, 
to AI meets VR meets renewable energy. Technology is at the center of the Ecolife operation. On the other hand, every vital sign is displayed on a screen attached to the growth pod, depicting real-time data sent to the parent's phone to track their baby's health remotely. Through the app, parents can enjoy a high-resolution live view of every stage of development. This includes a growth time-lapse that can be shared with friends and family. Each artificial womb is also fitted with internal speakers that play music or transmit the parents' voices to the unborn child. On the other hand, a 360-degree camera inside the growth pot connects to a parent's VR headset, allowing them to see and hear everything the baby perceives. But that's not all. Using a wireless haptic suit, excuse me, using a wireless haptic suit connected to your baby's growth pod, you'll be able to sense their kicks in the womb and share this experience with your friends and family members. Continues the video narrator. Finally, the entire operating system runs on renewable energy, specifically solar and wind power. This ensures zero electricity cuts and therefore unexpected complications throughout the baby's entire growth development. Okay, so now we're going to go into uh, IVF, which is, I think it's in vitro fertilization and freedom of customization. I know, I think there's a, maybe one distant family member that used IVF to have to have a child. Um, and I don't know if anyone's aware, but it's thousands of dollars in order to uh, um, go through the process of in vitro fertilization. Um, and at any rate, the title is IVF and Freedom of customization as natural childbirth is off the table. Each baby is conceived through in vitro fertilization IVF allowing parents to to freely create and select the most viable and genetically superior embryo, giving their baby the chance to develop without any biological hurdles. Customization is offered as an elite package that gives parents the liberty to alter over 300 genes before implanting the embryo into the artificial womb. From selecting hair and eye color to height, intelligence level, and skin tone, this pick-and-choose feature is carried out thanks to uh, its uh, capital C-R- ISPR dash Cas9. It says CRISPR Cas9 gene editing tool. Can you imagine that? So using an editing tool, a gene editing tool, in order to pick out the hair, the eye color, the height, intelligence level, skin tone, 
and just whatever features you want, just like they do. I don't know if you place some of the uh, uh, on your um, iPhone or Android. They have all these games where you can dress a doll, right, or create one, excuse me. And a lot of it, you know, character creation, especially in animation, um, I'm using Animaker, and also I uh, am still working on my comic book series because I'm actually a a real artist, I love to say, a real fine artist, but uh, I, I, I go through, like, all of these sample types of lips I can make put on my character, ears, hair, eye shape, eye color, hue or complexions, right? So this is pretty much the same idea except in real life, right? So you're trying to get your new genetically engineered baby to be your perception of what is superior. Isn't that interesting? Um, The sci-fi experience can even be provided beyond laboratory walls. Parents who prefer a more intimate option can choose to install their own growth pods at home, supported by miniaturized bioreactors with long-lasting batteries. Adding an extra layer of comfort and safety amid this mind-bending yet possible future scenario. Now, little thing I would like to kind of a uh, little pet peeve I've had for a hot minute is long-lasting batteries for the genetically engineered embryos. I'm looking for it for my cell phone, guys. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I definitely get a little burnt out on trying to freaking uh, replace a, a a cord, you know, a, a power uh, power cord, you know, uh, for these cell phones. And then for the price of many of them, that should just come automatic that we receive a long-lasting battery, right? Interesting. But, you know, to each his own, just something I kind of curious about how they can do all this and then some of the more practical things we still haven't done yet you know so at any rate the project info is named echo life and it's the world's first artificial womb facility okay and this actually yeah this uh, article had come out in Design Boom, December 14th. And the concept and video is by Hashim Al-Ghali, spelled G-H-A-I-L-I. Okay, yeah, what I'm looking for also is, uh, you know, this uh, conception of everlasting life. Um, now, that for me would be the one. But Echo Life is, is it's, it's something, right? I'm not really sure what the... Uh, Objections would be to, or the cons would be to uh, growing your child in a echo life. I call I'm gonna call it echo life chamber. Um, but this is a uh, really really interesting, to say the most. And 
I'm not sure about all this population issues, you know. Um, but that seems to be a scary thing to scientists. And they've never fully explained, at least I haven't read, why that would be a problem if we didn't have so many people on the Earth since we haven't seemed to have mastered um, wellness for everyone and equality, okay? Um, where we're not sitting around calling one nation first world and other nations third world, right? And then, um, I mean, there's so much for us to fix. And so then we're like, okay, well, we have all this to fix. And just to make things more complicated or challenging, rather, we're over here figuring out how to genetically engineer embryos. So I don't know. I would love, I think I would be most curious about what the pro-life folks say versus pro-choice. That would probably be a very interesting debate, right? And... um You know, there's always sides to everything, especially in America. Let's take sides like we're two years old, right? I take mom's side or dad's side, you know, all that foolishness. When it's all said and done, again, I think it's an interesting uh, futuristic idea. But I also want to mention to you that I have here, I purchased a robotic vacuum cleaner. Now, I would like to give a review, but I think i put the people out of business if I did that, you know. So I'm not. But I can say that I think it's cute to have. And um, there's just times, and I thought I should bring this out for a time, that it totally thinks on its own. And uh, it's uh, my, I have two uh, Chorkies, which are Chihuahua and Yorkies. And they just stare at it. You know, they're like, hmm, what is this? You know, interesting. And, you know, I'm just like them on that. What is this? Because there's times it just does what it wants to do. doesn't follow any type of uh, directions that I'm giving it inside of the app. Um, I use the Alexa app. So you you have to think about all this technology stuff because when it's all said and done, um, it may not work out, you know. That's you put a lot of money into this, and because uh, it looks quite expensive to even carry out an Echo Life uh, uh, warehouse or whatever this is, um, and just wonder if there's like I said, there are better ways to utilize that money and the energy, you know. We still haven't had anyone reverse ageism. That's what I would love. You know, I I think about all the people in my family line that I would have loved to meet, to have met. And instead, I I read about them in Ancestry. And uh, a lot of them were doing great things during their time period. So luckily, there are articles or periodicals about them, but not everybody has that, you know. And uh, I was actually able to trace back to my sixth great-grandmother. And uh, she was, in fact, African and Chinese. 
And so I had saw the Chinese in me, and I looked at us. Now, this might sound shallow to some, but we have these slanted eyes, you know, and, that are in our family. And uh, I'm quite proud of all of my all of my genes, you know, my all of my DNA. I don't feel more of one thing than the other. Uh, no, I'm proud of everyone. And I think it is uh, magnificent to be a part of those who were here before us. So I, I personally would just love to have life and not have to contemplate, hey, someday I'm not going to be here. You know, that's just kind of weird. I feel like I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> you know, everlasting life. Has anyone heard of that? Um, yeah, there's certain religions that teach all that stuff. Um, but that's not reality. Reality is just we 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 go on. Um, and I think that children are great because if you kind of have a not so great life or life choices, your children can come and be totally opposite of you and do wonderful, magnificent things. And uh, and and one of which they're not. As judgmental, they can be nitpicky, depending on how spoiled they are. But uh, overall, they're just gifts. So they're magnificent life gifts. And I think that is how we go on. But I'm trying to figure out how all of this uh, echo, echo life, ecto, excuse me, I keep saying echo like echo system. No, it's ecto, E-C-T-O. Ecto life. All right, so that, that article again was from Design Boom. Okay, it's a tech, technology. I'm not sure if it's a blog, but it seems like somewhat of a, a magazine. They also had an article in L magazine about the same uh, topic. Uh, let me see if I can find that because I don't have that much time left. So I may have to wrap this sign up shortly but uh, I can do I'll, I'll do MIT technology about it researchers are growing it's in uh, uh, the technologyreview.com is actually the website okay and right now it's quite a few little pops here let me get rid of those. Biotechnology. A mouse embryo has been grown in an artificial womb. Humans could be next. So this one actually came out last year. It's written by Antonio Rigolado, March 17, 2021. Okay, I'm going to read just a little bit of this article, okay? And then you're more than welcome to look it up and read it uh, yourself. MIT Technology Review. The, the, photog- the photographs, excuse me, alone have told a fantastic story. A mouse, they call it a mouse embryo, complete with beating heart cells, a head, and the beginning of limbs alive and growing in a glass jar. Yeah, I will actually post this picture so you all can see it. 
And uh, according to a scientific group in Israel, which took the picture, the researchers have grown mice in an artificial womb for as long as 11 to 12 days, about half the animal's natural gestation period. It's record for development of a mammal outside the womb. And according to research team, human embryos could be next, raising huge new ethical questions. Jacob Hannon says, this sets the stage for other species. Uh, Jacob Hanna is a developmental biologist at the Wiseman Institute of Science and who led the research team. He continues, I hope that it will allow scientists to grow human embryos until week five. Growing human embryos in the lab for that long, deep into the first trimester, would put science on a collision course with the abortion debate. Hannah believes lab-grown embryos could be a research substitute for tissue derived from abortions and possibly a source of tissue for medical treatments as well. Right? So then there's this whole process of of, uh, how they did it. So what Hannah's team did is he grew the mouse embryos longer by adding blood serum from human umbilical cords, agitating them in glass jars, and pumping in a pressurized oxygen mixture. Hannah likens the process to putting a COVID-19 patient on a ventilation machine that forces the oxygen into the cells, he says, then the patient is much happier. You can see it has a blood system and all the major organ systems are working. Uh, By the way, they have a video of it in the article. And it is very interesting. The mouse embryos only died after they became too large for the oxygen to diffuse through them since they lacked the natural blood supply and placenta could provide. The work creates a a scientific window onto the earlier embryo, which is normally hidden inside the uterus. In a publication today in the journal Nature, the Israeli team describes a series of experiments in which they added toxins, dyes, viruses, and human cells to developing embryonic mice all to study what would occur. So it does seem like a great science project, if I could say that, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys are are scientists out there or have been in science classes, but that's the best part, right? It's like for some, dissecting these animals or, or the animal and then understanding their body parts and all that good stuff. I'm not too uh, good on all the the fluids and things, if you know what I mean. But it this is um, this sounds like a pretty interesting experience, experiment being done with embryonic mice, right? So something to think about. Uh, I read already about next are humans, and I did again post some pictures of 
these big labs with all these uh, babies inside of them. I don't know. Just just so interesting. So that's what's going on in technology that fuses with science, right? Um, I also would like to know the opinions of science deniers, right? Wouldn't you want to know? I just want to know what people think about this whole whole thing. I can understand if you, your husband or significant other, really, really want a child and aren't able to have it, but have one. This could possibly be an answer. But um, it just seems like, I don't know, (laughs) something to think about as it pertains to futurism. All right? So tell me what you think in the comments or on Facebook, okay, about this whole new way to have kids. All right? And And what you think the pros and cons are. All right, so I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you so much for listening to me about what is ectogenesis and our babies being genetically engineered. Let's chat about futurism. Until the next episode, bye and happy holidays.